World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Jeff, the host of the show. And we're wrapping up this second little uh, triplet of single guest episodes with a story called The Clear Blue Spring from No Sleep on Reddit. It was posted Saturday, July 23rd, 2016. So just under two years ago at the time of the recording, a little more than two years ago by the time you're hearing this, uh, I think we're finally up to... Uh, yeah, this episode comes out the day before Slender Man opens in theaters. So happy Slender Man weekend, everyone. Uh, we're gonna talk about this movie, though, The Clear Blue Sp- the movie. We're gonna talk about this Reddit post, The Clear Blue... Ugh, God, I can't get... The Clear Blue Spring. It's like a tongue twister. Uh, joining me to discuss this story, please welcome back to the show once again, Tara Hansen. Nope, nope, <laughs> I reversed the A sounds. Let's just delete, throw this out, Tara Hansen. Hello, I'm here again. Oh boy, I'm talking not enough or too much. My nose is starting to get runny too, I don't know what that's about. I'll try not to sniff too much, but that was one that I needed to do just there. So, uh, Tara, tell us what happens in The Clear Blue Spring. All right, The Clear Blue Spring. So, this story was actually pretty well written. The writer is very good at describing things in a way that uses a lot of imagery. That was nice. Um, it also helps describe a lot of the feelings there. The story, the way it's written, there's lots of feelings. So it starts with the main character uh, being led through the woods by a girl named Lynn. And uh, I'm well, a woman, presume they seem they appear to be the same age. Uh, both young adults, I think. Um, so he's being led through the, the woods. Uh, they, they kind of paint a picture of things are tense. There's some sort of unspoken tragedy that has occurred or, or trauma that has really affected the main character. Um, but he's happy to be with this Lynn person who he makes clear he's, is like his girlfriend. He thinks she's beautiful and wonderful and everything under the sun. Yeah, and then she is so excellent. Yes, he makes it very clear that she is super great. <clears throat> so, then we are introduced to the spring. We find out that the reason that he's being led through the forest is because she said everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay because the clear blue spring is going to show him the way. And so that's kind of the little teaser of like, oh, what could that mean? What could that mean? What's going to go on with the clear blue spring? So with that little seed of intrigue planted, we continue on through the woods. Uh, you know, at one point they kind of break out into a run, and I think this is supposed to be like some sort of cathartic emotional experience. They run and run through the woods and get all dirty and disheveled, and then they 
finally stop and like hug each other and embrace and enjoy these rush of feelings and I, I don't know something of that nature am i describing that right yeah it's like um they don't they don't kiss though for some reason they haven't kissed in weeks uh and they get very close to having another kiss and she pulls away um and he yeah, or no sorry he pulls away and starts crying um, it's so strange. We don't know why, um, why necessarily she, he does this, um, but then she comforts him while he's crying and t- talks about the spring again. Right. So we don't know why he's crying at first. Uh, but, uh, she explains that whatever this is, that the clear blue spring is going to solve all of his problems. And eventually during this walk, she explains why that is. So she explains that when she was uh, nine years old, she discovered the spring. And she discovered it uh, on the night of uh, her parents divorced, and she was living with her dad. And because uh, she was upset about the mother leaving them um, and feeling like she was, they were being abandoned by the mother, she took out these feelings on her father. And on the night of a big fight, she ran off into the woods. And amidst that thing, she found the clear blue spring. Uh, it's they kind of describe it like, oh, it's a part of the forest. She's never been here before, and it's a glowing, a glowing spring surrounded by trees. I imagine like sort of like a fairy springs or something. You've seen some kind of fantasy kind of book where they have this in the forest, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I um, I was imagining, um, I went to see a place in the New Jersey woods in the Pine Barrens called uh, the Blue Hole, which is a perfectly round, uh, very blue and very cold uh, pond in the middle of the woods. And that's how I imagined the clear blue spring. Ooh, that sounds pretty cool, actually. But yeah, so it's where the it's where the Jersey Devil takes his bath, according to some dumb legend. <laughs> but what? I all right, sure, whatever. All right, cool. Um, so but the, but not here, not in the clear blue spring. This is this is more of a like uh, divining experience. So uh, it basically, she says that the spring kind of like called her. It it beckoned her, is what the writer says. Um, so she climbs in the water, uh, strips off her clothes first, jumps in the water, and the, while she's uh, swimming, and it's like super good and great swimming in it is is awesome. She starts seeing visions of her father laying on the kitchen floor, like clutching his his chest, and uh, apparently in cardiac arrest, and then then he dies. And she realizes somehow that it's the spring that has uh, shown her this as a sort of like warning of things to come. And then she hears the spring say like, go to your father. You can save his life if you hurry. So she's like, oh, I could have swam in there forever, but I had to go save my dad. So she hops on out uh, and clothes on, gets back there, and she gets back there, and he's, like, on the floor, but it's just in time to save him. They make a point to say that the EMTs were like, oh, man, if it was just one or two minutes later, you wouldn't, he wouldn't have made it. So, the spring, she believes, has saved his life, and uh, this sort of becomes a reoccurring thing in her life. Like, if she has something that comes up, that she's like, I don't know what to do about this, or I'm worried about the future, or whatever. Then she goes to the spring, and it, like, clears things up for her. It gives her the answer that she needs to move forward, or whatever the case may be. 
and she, you know, she makes a point to say that she only does this in like dire circumstances for like really important things because she doesn't want to like overuse it. And that's also why she hasn't told him about it. Cause she doesn't want other people to like overuse it and ruin the magic, I suppose. Uh, you know, I, I guess this is a fair assumption to make, though she has no basis for making this assumption. Yeah, she's just kind of guessing about how it works, or that it even does work every time. Right, which I guess is, I mean, it's magic. It's hard not to make assumptions. What else have we got to go on, right? So uh, it makes sense. She decided to do this. And of course, he thinks like, you know, he's like, I don't know about all this, but I love Lynn and she seems really sincere. I, I'm, I'm not going to doubt her. I'm going to see what I'm going to keep an open mind and see what she has to show me. So they get to the spring and it's like she's described. Uh, he says that the bottom of the spring is so clear, crystal blue waters, and at the bottom are all different kind of pebbles, like... Uh, the way they described it, it sounded like a rainbow, but a rainbow of, like, natural-ish colors, so, like, not, like, a weird rainbow. Just various colors of normal pebbles, <laughs> or something, but very smooth, very smooth. Yeah, uh, I don't think know of, like, why a- it's, um, I don't know why it's, like, described with so many colors. Uh, brown, white, green, red, and a thousand other colors, so many I couldn't keep track. Right. <laughs> Yeah, these is this is just like describing the pebbles on the bottom. Why are there so many different colors of pebble? They're all brown. Come on, they're all different. Like it sounded, it it sounded like he was trying to say they were like all different shades of the four colors he gave us. But yeah, a thousand is probably stretching it. Unless you're talking about some fluorescent rocks and it really is a rainbow. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, rocks are all brown, all of them. Well, strange rocks aside, uh, the spring looks great. It's, it's, you know, the aura is great. He's like starting to believe her. It's a very special aura, powerful and intense. Uh, and so before all of that, they have a steamy little makeout session. Um, uh, she says like, I love you. And he's like, great. And, uh, they make out and that's good. They both take all of their clothes off and get into the pond. Yep. And then, oh no, what happens? At first it's all great, and he's like, yeah, this is great, swimming in the pond is great, but then it starts to show him things. Uh, it shows him, like, his mom, who he, apparently she, he grew up with this mom, and she was a drug addict and an alcoholic, and she slept through birthdays and didn't go to parent-teacher's meetings, so generic, like, I don't want to say generic, but we've seen this type of character de- character depicted in like Law and Order, etc. I hope yeah, you get uh, it. Well, we we had beforehand. Um, the main character mentions that uh, his house burned down, and uh, he found solace in Lynn and her stories about the spring. Right, um, and then we discover more about that fire once he's in the spring. Right. Oh, and I forgot to mention when this is also important when she saved when lynn was nine and saved her dad's life her mom also came back because she was worried about this this thing and it brought their family back together like they reconciled and her family became like intact again they didn't get a divorce um and that's important because uh as the character is uh being shown these things his mother um being a terrible mother and abusive to him as he grew up 
It then shows uh, the fire at the house. Uh, it shows that he actually... Uh, oh, shoot. Sorry, I'm waiting. He lit the fire. He doused his mother's room in gasoline, put a bookcase in front of her door, and lit the fire. Right, yeah. Sorry. No, I know that wasn't what I forgot. I'm trying to make sure I get the order of operations right. But, uh, alright, I'm just gonna try to... Yeah. So it shows that he shot, set the fire himself, and he didn't save his mother, he purposely killed her, and uh, he also mentions at some point that he's really jealous of, like, like some part of him resented Lynn because of her, like, perfect family, and the way she was loved by her parents, and this and that. However, when he snaps out of it and comes back to the present and looks at Lynn, he sees that she's completely terrified of him, and he realizes that the spring has not only shown him these things, um, him setting the fire and murdering his mother and also his mother being abusive, etc., etc., it's shown her these things as well. So now she knows that he murdered his mom. And the spring is nice enough to not only show this, but then show him that, hey, if she gets away, you're going to go to jail for sure. Um, and also the water starts bubbling and being really hot, like a jacuzzi, specifically described as a jacuzzi. Uh, she's crying and he grabs her and he's shaking her and he's like, yeah, you can't tell anyone, I imagine. Uh, and then the spring basically convinces him the only way to save yourself is to murder her. So he does. He drowns her in the spring, and uh, he didn't. And as he's doing this, he talks about how he's so terrified of the spring, what it's shown him, him like being uh, in jail and whatnot. Um, so they're dead. Yeah, he um, he he doesn't get in trouble for this either. It just says that they both went missing. Um, yeah, and he becomes he's, homeless. He's just sort of uh, drifting around, and then. He wants to go back to the spring. Um, well, yeah, basically, he talks about how he just, like, drifts around as a nomad for years. He's, like, eating out of trash cannons and doing odd jobs, and then he's like, God, I should probably just kill myself. And I guess maybe he's, like, afraid of doing it himself or wants to know what his options are, so he decides to go back to the spring because it'll tell him, like, what he's supposed to do, and if the spring is going to tell him to kill himself, like, oh, you're irredeemable and all you deserve is death, then he's willing to do that as well. So the story ends as he is making his way to the spring, and it ends before he meets it. He, it, it, he says, you know, the clear blue spring is going to show me the way, but I'm not sure what that way might be, and that scares him. And that's how it ends. Yep. And that's the end of the story. Um, I don't, um, I think this story is well written, and the reading of it uh, that I heard on, oh, actually it was Mr. Creepypasta did a reading of the story. And he did a good job reading it. Um, the story is just, I don't like the genre of story where, twist, it turns out the narrator is the bad guy. I I just don't find that particularly effective. I did not understand why after... I guess he couldn't have known. I guess he couldn't have known that the spring was going to show her. It does... My in initial yeah. gripe with this was like, why would he go along with this if he, like, he knows he killed his mom, but I guess he didn't really know what the spring was going to do. She didn't tell him about it until midway through the trek, and also it wasn't, like, clear. Yeah. Alright. It's also... It, it, yeah, he doesn't know that the spring's going to show her, but also, the spring doesn't show him anything besides 
what he has to do as a consequence of the spring showing her. Like, it doesn't, for her, it showed her the future. And by her intervening, it, it fixed her whole life. With him, it showed him the past. And then as a consequence of showing the, him the past, created this bad future and then showed him that. It was all like, it was, it's, it didn't help him at all. <laughs> No, in Maybe. fact, it manufactured, like, a new thread of fate that would ruin everyone's lives involved. Like, um... On one hand, maybe the spring's the bad guy here, but on the other hand, maybe the spring only helps good people. Right. I suppose uh, but it But then, why would the spring not want to protect Lynn? I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Also, like, why... I don't know. You could say that the author did this on purpose. They do kind of end in a very Twilight Zone-esque way. Like, there are mysteries in this universe that we may never fully understand. Perhaps they exist beyond the grasp of human imagination. Like, okay, I get it. It's supposed to be vague. Yeah, it's just a little weird and kind of annoying to, to do it this way. <laughs> to just, like... I, I, the spring does not come across ultimately as a neutral figure, and that bothers me a little bit. I think what's bothersome about it is that some of the actions seem specifically employed to make a spooky story. Like, it doesn't show, like, what anyone's, mo like, I guess what the spring's motivation is for doing these things, and there hasn't really been any mechanics introduced to justify it, so it seems like the author's just like, this might as well happen because it will make a good story. Yeah, yeah, that's it exactly it's just like it, it doesn't have an internal logic to it the spring seems to display some kind of intelligence but its motivations are unclear and like if it if it has some sort of magical intelligence why would it not why would it be willing to sacrifice lynn just to make the main character sad Right, like, if it was just kind of some a agent of chaos, then why would her, like, the, all the things it did for her over the years were apparently positive, so... I mean, there's also the possibility that it's not an intelligent force and uh, just sort of works based on what kind of person you are, and because Lynn is a good person, it did good things for her, and because narrator is a bad person, it did uh, bad things for him. And maybe Lynn was just cr in the crossfire and the the spring is like I don't make the rules I guess yeah I mean that's I think the the most charitable explanation um, interpretation rather uh, but um, that's the fit and we discussed this a couple episodes ago you don't have to give these stories a charitable interpretation you can if if it's if it's leaving these gaps open um, you should uh, interpret them however you like, and uh, if it's leaving open the possibility to interpret it uh, as being very stupid, then that's the story's fault and not your fault. I mean, yeah, I, I guess that's a sort of a fair criticism of it. It, it. It's very well presented, but there's some question marks in how it's all strung together. Oh, I should say the author of this story is Vincent Vinacava. Um, 
does not have very much Reddit karma, despite seemingly being a prolific poster. I wonder if that's because um, if he's done like a, a bad job and gotten a bunch of downvotes on the stories. Uh-oh. Uh, oh no, I see. There's only three stories here. That's not so bad then. Um, but comment karma is even lower than post. Well, there's only four comments here. Never mind. Uh, I thought maybe this person was some kind of controversial figure. Uh, it's just someone who does not post very much, despite having some... been on Reddit for four years. I liked, uh, I actually read the comments in this, and they were actually, they're really cute, because they're just, like, playing along. They're like, I hope the spring shows you the best path. Good luck, yeah, mate! That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's the, um, that's the rules of no sleep. Is, um, you have to treat it like it really happened, um, because it's sort of trying to continue off of, like, 4chan's paranormal board and stuff like that, where you would just post spooky stories, but it's in the rules, uh, that you can't be skeptical. Uh, sure, sure. I think it's more in the intonation that I find pretty funny, because he's like, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna go find the way and probably die, and they're like, alright, cheers. Yeah, I hope it, I hope it helps you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's very weird. Um, it's, it's such, the, the comments are right that it is an eloquent and beautifully written story, but, um, doesn't seem particularly horrific. Uh, I guess it's technically a horror story, but it's of the kind I don't like, where some dude just kills a lady for no reason and suffers no punishment except feeling sad. Right. Uh, I don't, I kind of felt like the. I almost felt disappointed in the twist. I have to admit. I yeah. I I I I don't. I feel bad saying that because I don't really have like you should have done this instead, but I just feel like it shouldn't have been this. It should have been something else. Yeah, it's uh, I. Ah, <coughs> oh, jeez, what is happening? My my uh, respiratory system is falling apart today. You can make um, it. Yeah, hopefully we we'll just have to make it a couple more minutes and finish this episode. <sighs> Boy, uh, yeah, I I it it. Seemed like it was leading to this clear blue spring being sinister in some way, but then it turns out the narrator is just a huge asshole. And that, yeah, that is a little disappointing. I wanted it to be that, like, oh, he go, like, he goes into the spring and then Lynn kills him or, like, tries to hurt him or something. Um, or, like, he goes in the spring and it doesn't show him a, a good future, but not because he has a bad past. It just, like, doesn't work for him him and then the horror comes from that sort of like dissonance or like he goes in the spring and discovers that Lynn uh, has been doing bad things uh, to get all of the the boons she's gotten in the spring or like she's been leading other guys here because she has to sacrifice men to the spring to make her <laughs> life good which is like that that last one has like a long lineage in horror I think of very kinds of siren who uh, lure men to their watery deaths uh, and would be more effective than just like well, he went to the psychic spring and it read his mind and showed his girlfriend his crimes and so he killed her. Yeah, yeah, it's not very exciting when you lay it out like that now, is it? No, it's not, not huh? No. Uh, but anyway, what's the spookiest part of it? Uh, hmm. Yeah, good question, right? Yeah, I guess there wasn't really a big... Like, you would think it would be the twist. I guess... I think the spookiest part of it for me was when, um... 
Oh gosh. I guess I guess when when she saw him and realized that he was murderer, that was kind of spooky. I I imagined yeah, that it was spooky was for her. Huh? That's yeah, the same one. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have the same spooky part. Um yeah, that's the only part of like actual terror in the I guess him burning the house down is presented pretty uh in a pretty hor- horrifying way too. Um it's ugh, the story makes me a little uncomfortable too because it tries to frame the narrator's actions as reasonable in some way um because it goes into how his mother was like a bad person for uh it like talks about from the story's perspective that she's a bad person not that I'm saying her problems make her a bad person right but it mentions it mentions her abusing uh pills and uh that she's an alcoholic and that she missed his like birthday because she was passed out from drugs and booze um, uh, and got too high to show up for like PT meetings. Well, that's that's where it kind of like started to bother me because it was a very like generic depiction of like I think this is what drug uh, addiction and alcohol is because this is what Law and Order has shown me. So yeah, insert here. Yeah, it's it's very much like I don't I don't know. You could he could have if you're gonna try to make the main character sympathetic in some way for having murdered his family, if he could have suffered more. I think at the hands of this person rather than it what it feels like more is that he um his mother in the story is just like she was neglectful because she was struggling with her addiction rather than that she was like malicious and cruel in some intentional way and I don't want to I, I don't mean to say that it's like good and fun to have a, a parent who suffers addiction or that like neglect is easy to deal with but when you're writing a story that kind of middle ground is not it's it's too gray for us to we want to either be horrified that he killed his mother or be like yeah he probably should have done that i think based on how the rest of the story goes but instead we're just like mm, he probably shouldn't have killed his mother but also his mother treated him badly and that is just the worst of both worlds <laughs> i i see what you're saying it doesn't really have the story should know the emotion that it's trying to convey, and I feel like it's not sure. It wants us to make that decision for it, and I, I you know, I, I, that's not my job. That's your job. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, it also, like, they make the point to say that he resented Lynn on some level for having a happy family while he had a, a bad childhood. And what was the was the point in telling us that to be like, see, he he, he was secretly not that great as well. In addition to doing this but why why are you trying to tell us that i don't know yeah it's it 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 is like there's no indication even when he is murdering her that he has any sour feelings towards lynn besides the fact that the spring shows him when he felt jealous in the past but like when he's killing her he's not like finally i'm getting revenge on this per-. like it doesn't make him evil enough right uh, in his motivation it still tries to like frame this despicable action of of domestic violence as him doing something he has to and feels bad about which I think is kind of cowardly uh, of the story um, and could be easily fixed. 
It almost seems like in writing this, the author became sort of attached to this character and was like, aw, I like, they should feel a little bad for him. Like, they should feel, yeah, they should at least pity him. And it's like, nah, man, you should have just knuckled down and thrown this guy under the bus. Nah, he sucks. We don't feel bad for him. Now his life is miserable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's, we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't want to sympathize or empathize with this character. Like, he's a, he's a bad guy. He's a bad, dumb asshole and he's bad. But instead, the, um, the story kind of sets it up like, oh, don't you feel bad for him? He had to murder his girlfriend. Come on. (laughs) What are you Uh, gonna do? What what are you gonna do? just have to sometimes. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, do we have any final thoughts before we move on to plugs? <sighs> you know, it's it's funny because I, I think I liked this story more before we talked about it because I hadn't put any thought to it. I was just like, hmm, all right. But now as we've talked more about it, I'm like, that's ah, stupid. So... <laughs> I guess that's my interesting thoughts about the story. It was extremely well written, though. It painted a nice little picture of everything that was happening for me. Yeah, all right. Uh, I don't have any final thoughts, so let's just go into plugs. Where can the people reach you online in the ways that you would like them to do so? Um, if you'd like, uh, you can find my Twitter at U-C-S-P-S-Y-C-H-E, U-C-S Psyche. Um, happy Slenderman weekend. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, have a, have a, enjoy seeing that damned slendered man. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter, J3FK, Snapchat, and Instagram, JeffJK. Join Creepypods the fan group on Facebook. I'm sure there will be a thread up this weekend about the Slenderman movie, uh, and whether we loved it or hated it, uh, or felt medium about it, which is the most likely response. You can also go to patreon.com slash JeffJK. One dollar a month gets you a bunch of stuff. You get audio things, you get written things. I haven't missed a month, so there is a couple years worth of Two audio things a month and one written thing a month. I'll probably post a couple horror stories or something up there soon if I think to write them. Um, but right now I'm in full marathon mode. So, uh, anyway, that's, that's it. That's all we have to say, uh, about this show, uh, on this episode of it and the clear bruise, the, damn, I did it again right here at the end. The clear blue spring will show me the way. I'm afraid of what that might be.